Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 113. We're back. A week has passed. We watched a bunch of wrestling. We thought we'd come down here to talk about it, yeah? Mm-hmm. My co-host and teenage son gently nodding his head across the table from me. Yes. How was your week? Anything exciting happened to you this week? No. Nothing? Working? School? No, no. Oh, yeah, I got COVID. Oh, yes. I wasn't even trying to lead you to that. But yes, you did have COVID. Again, question mark. Remember the first time we were never sure? Yeah. Because you right. didn't test positive. Right. But So, yeah. And actually, it would have been as we were recording this, right, last week? Because you went to work and then came back feeling gross and we tested you, right? So, I don't... Yeah, the next day. So, I don't know how I did not catch it because we're, what, two and a half... We're th- three feet apart right now for two hours we're going to talk into each other's face in a really right. tiny room somehow i survived so mm-hmm. but anyways you're feeling better right on the mend yeah nobody else got it um you took a day off school yeah following the protocols that exist in our area still so i was remasking that felt strange to put mm-hmm. a mask back oh, on yeah. again for a bit that sucked wasn't the best but tried to do what we were supposed to do mm-hmm. uh, i don't think anything exciting happened in my world this week i can't think of anything just um your brother it's you and me this weekend right your mother and brother are gone both today and tomorrow mom may be getting a new tattoo today i think shocker at a a pop-up tattoo shop isn't that that just that concept is just strange to me right like you're just gonna put a pop-up shop and do tattoos okay yeah so um claim airpods in combination with her cousin's bubble tea shop right i believe is what's happening make it till he claimed some airpods what do you mean? I got Kathy's AirPods. Cause oh, they have oh a really? Broken mic, yeah. Oh. Yeah, mom told me about them a little while ago. That's great. Yeah. You'll have to send her a text and thank her. I didn't yeah. know that. And they're easier to hide. <laughs> so at school, so you can be listening at, to music or at work at all times. Because they don't want us to at work, but. Right. You shouldn't then. Yeah, but anyways, but... your job's still going okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, I was telling you that you. Uh, listening to a whole bunch of teenagers this past week complain about working at the local McDonald's um, makes me think you really landed a good first job because they yeah. are not happy people, that's for My sure. My request on the, for uh, October 12th is still pending, so... Well, why would you need gone... like October 12th off work? I haven't gotten it confirmed yet. Okay. And I, it was like, it's funny, I think I put it on Monday, which is literally a month in advance. That's good. Because we're going to Dynamite here right. in Toronto, right? So yeah. and then for some reason, Mom wants the seventh off because some people come from somewhere. Imagine you have to work, and I'll just take your mom to Dynamite. That would be sad. <laughs> would I be would sad. just go anyways. I don't care. I'll. It would be sad. Forsake it. For well, yeah. I mean, hopefully, if it's kind of be- if you tell them it's like a gift from your parents and it wasn't cheap. And... I yeah, cause you can have comments there, so I put in whatever I needed. To nice, put in. good. But anyways, that's. Can't be that exciting for our listeners to listen to. So yeah. I don't know. I figure we could talk about some wrestling. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Are you? Mm-hmm. All right. So first segment coming up is where we'll discuss some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Start out talking some ratings. Um, good news for the ratings we cover for both companies this week. NXT, uh, they averaged 728,000 viewers, which I don't remember seeing it over 700,000 for quite a while. Um, so that's up 6.4% from the week before and earned a 0.15 in the key demo. So in a sort of strange turn, that's down 6.3%. And like we've said before, my understanding is that that is the more important number. 
So despite being up over 700,000, they're not going to be happy with the key demo going down. But anyways, it's the best overall viewership of 2022. And that was the, the somewhat funny now one year anniversary of 2.0, right? And the why that's funny will come up in, in your news items in a little bit, right? I think. Yeah. Um, so Dynamite also had a really good week in both of those categories. So they averaged 1.175 million viewers, um, which is up a nice 13.5% from last week and earned a 0.39 in the key demographic, which is up slightly at 2.6%. So ratings were up in every single demographic with the biggest increase being with females 12 to 34, which was up like close to 40%. So really good week um, in overall numbers for both programs and a real, a, another strong week in the demographic for Dynamite. So a popular week of wrestling, I guess, this mm-hmm. week, at least on the non-main roster stuff, because I don't know what they do because I don't watch them. Yes. Anything from you? Are you just gonna just gonna nod for this? Yeah. Th- making a choice on this episode to just nod. Um. So NXT is getting a rebrand soon. Mm-hmm. It's coming now. Um. Along the lines of Black and Gold, because on the one year anniversary show, a video package aired narrated by Shawn Michaels. I think it was at the end. It was very very end. Yeah. Yeah. I um, watched it. So he's talking about like the history of NXT and crap like that. Yes. And at the end, it showed the NXT two point logo. And then it was shifting into a new logo, yes. which is. It was like black, gold, and white. Correct. Um, it was the same weird font I don't love, but the colors are, the stupid colors are gone. No 2.0 also. Yes. And uh, also per Fightful takeovers to return. So, right. Yeah, I mean, a few, like, it's nice to feel, I don't know, vindicated is the right word, but like, we knew 2.0 sucked right from jump, right? Like we. Oh yeah, I was fully against it from the very first week. and i battled because i had watched every nxt ever since its inception so i was sort of holding on to it but i couldn't it was so bad after a while um yeah no they lost so me. it feels like we weren't the only ones thinking that right so it's just and that's why the whole one year anniversary of 2.0 this week was funny because it made it a year i guess <laughs> right it was quickly followed by like we're scrapping this so i mean there's no guarantee it's going back to the old black and gold that we loved, but... That's a start. It, right, exactly. It has to be better than the 2.0 era, right? Even just getting rid of the color. I'm hoping they change the arena a bit too, right? That they're in. I'm not a big I fan really of it, it right now. Um, so yeah, I... I would love if they could go back to full sale. I don't know if that's even possible, but I would love that. Yes, that's the, the dream, right? That's the classic. Um, so... I think, I'm not positive, but I think there's two weeks of NXT that's still already recorded. I know for sure next week is taped, and then the uh, the week after, I'm not sure. So there's at least... One more 2.0. One more 2.0 for sure. Maybe two. Probably maybe two. So, but we are saying that we will watch the first and review on this show, right? The first episode of the new NXT, and then sort of make our decision from there, I think. Like if it's... I mean, I'll probably give it two weeks, or I still, what am I saying? I still watch NXT, I just don't in-depth review it anymore. It's not like I've stopped watching. Probably gave it a couple of weeks, because I lasted 2.0 for a decent while, so. Yeah. So, the, like, the two, being, watching 2.0 without doing in-depth reviews is the only way to do it, right? Because then I can skip little bits I don't care about, or not whole segments, but, like, somebody's entrance or whatever. I'll, not delve in your feelings about how horrible right, it is. Right, and not have to, like, track every single thing that's going on. Makes it kind of watchable. <laughs> Which is not a great thing to say, but that's the best I can give them. All right, uh, my item here is there was a sort of backstage meeting with um, Kenny Omega and who else was said to be there? I don't, uh, Moxley, I don't remember. Moxley Jericho. 
Danielson. I so think. this would be like a while ago, I think. And it was sort of going to be a pep talk, but also some. Uh, they said Omega was like the one delivering the tough love, and so apparently some of the roster have sort of bristled at him, saying something along the lines of, "He would not have hired eighty percent of them, right?" So it's it's Meltzer saying here. Um, Part of the speech by Omega that was described as a pep talk and tough love, but that some were irked by a line he said that eight out of ten of the people there he would not have hired. So um, it depends, right? I mean, he's trying to motivate yeah, no, people. Somebody's I don't going in. Think being, it's a huge deal. Yeah, he's going in being the bad cop sort of thing or the tough love parent. So I don't know. It's just I thought it was interesting. I don't really have too strong an opinion either way. No, um, I don't know. That's that's all right. I mean somebody's something. something's got to change right clearly there's stuff going on backstage and maybe tony khan isn't going to do stuff like that apparently so. right it doesn't seem like it somebody's got to yep i think um so eric of the viking raiders is dealing with a serious foot injury i saw so that i think after the viking rules thing right so i mean it's too bad because maybe they were starting to shift into something no you're shaking your head you've been th- following i don't think so probably not eh? it's <laughs> just my just hope. from the look of them i hate it right oh yeah the the shields and stuff i've seen just that. the new it's... ring gear with all like the fur and the face paint it looks dumb yeah they've over committed to the viking aesthetic yeah kind of the thing. whole heel things no yeah um i i said this to you last night are you excited for oro mensa to debut in nxt and you're like who and i said would you get first guess when i said somebody somebody from uk just sounded like yeah so it's oliver carter of uk who i actually he grew on me a lot near the last probably around the last couple months of uk i like him but like what the hell so they they showed a highlight package which obviously all they can really include is stuff from his uk matches um his character seems to be a little bit different. There was like a candle in this and some flowers and stuff. So I think his character's been tweaked, but he didn't actually say anything. It was just like one of those coming next week things. But uh, I'm interested. And and like, to be honest, this is the kind of guy, if this is the new NXT, if they're bringing in someone like Oliver Carter instead of some brand new guy that they're, you know, is very early developmental, then I'm definitely on board, right? Like this is a... He's a decent right. wrestler, yeah, yeah. at least, and not he's got some experience, at least. Yes. Yeah. I only have one other story, buddy, so go ahead. Um, so Solo Sokoa won the North American title on NXT 2.0's one-year anniversary after main roster debuting and, like, joining the bloodline, so yes. that's interesting. And then also, he defended it last night on SmackDown against Madcap Moss, so that's also Successfully defended, I assume? Nope, Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss is the yeah. North American champion? Yep. Wow. Heard yeah. it here first, folks. Yeah. Congrats uh, no, but to him. He, uh, yeah, he retained, so that's interesting. Nice. NXT title on SmackDown. Yeah, we're wondering. We were talking about it off-air, sort of, if this is... They're going to try and weave NXT in with main roster, or if this is simply, like, Bloodline has a whole bunch Bloodline, of gold. Bloodline, I think, him, it also kind of builds Sokoa more without, um, like, Zach... Because, like, SmackDown's make our titles Gunther, which I think right. is going to be a decent while. I think so, too. So, I think, like... Thank goodness. This is like building Sokoa a bit without like I think so jeopardizing anything else, and then like you think they'll send the title they'll back? They'll send it back. Yeah. Speaking of Walter, I think we we talked about Gargano's timing of everything working out perfectly. Walters has been pretty good too, right? Because just as he's getting a little bit of exposure, and it seems like he's not quite as cool as he could be, things shift, and now he's and that match with Sheamus is just a big deal right now, right? Yeah. So. Um, last thing for me, NXT 
talent Tony D'Angelo apparently was injured during a match with uh, Wes Lee during the tapings that will be the last 2.0 shows, hopefully ever. Um, so there was initially some mixed reports that it was a head injury, and then but later confirmed to be um, a leg injury, I think, or his knee. The match had to be stopped, and there's no timetable for his return. So guess what I would suggest if he's going to have a long layoff here? Mm. That when he returns, what? He's repackaged. Like, I think, for me, right, this gimmick, he's not doing a bad job. I think there's actually a pretty good performer in there, but this is this whole, like, dawn of NXT thing. When you have one person in your family, and it's like a cartoon character of the most stereotypes possible, like, yeah. just let him come back as something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you did it with Eichner. You've done it with it's probably other examples Eichner, I can't um... I can't remember. I guess maybe does a kid count? A kid, yeah. I mean, not that's not for the better. I don't think no, all, but, but um, yes, it is an example of them. Changing. I didn't think Eichner was for the better, but uh, I thought it was kind of lateral. I think that, anyways, doesn't matter now. No, I think it was fine, but yeah, I can't think of any more. So yeah, I just hope for his sake that they bring him back somewhat different than because this character's not working for me. I guess Jaden McDonough is another. Yes. That is another, and I, I I'll I get like into him. it, but I'm liking his. I why well, it's fine, but Jordan Devlin was better. Yeah, he's cool. They're both cool. Jordan um, Devlin was better. Anything else from you? I'm done. Um, according to Dave Meltzer, WWE is planning to do Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns for Crown Jewel. They've already started setting that up on SmackDown. Yikes! That's one we'll be missing. Thank. How you. does that like? Logan Paul's like good, sure, but like this just feels like a wild mismatch. And for his third match, really. Do you think that? He wins at no no um is is that area big into like Western YouTubers? Is he a name that they would want? Maybe they Cause, think that because normally they do make sort of demands or requests as to who they want to see, right? I don't know who's really demanding that. I feel like it, that feels like more demand for here. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm asking because I don't know what uh, what assume... the climate is over there in terms of liking YouTube. I assume not, but I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, anything else? Um, so the Usos to defend the undisputed tag titles next week against whoever won the field four way, which was the brawling brutes. Ugh, stop saying that. I hate it. <laughs> uh, which is Holland and Dunn, and please Triple H for the love of God, make him Pete Dunn again. The mm-hmm. Butch is stupid. Honestly, I would be much less against him in that group if he was Pete Dunn, and like he was cool, and, and not a, not in a tag team, and not a dog, and not a dog. <laughs> and I would be much more happy if he was on his own, but like, at least make him Pete Dunn so I can n- say he's cool because he looks like Pete Dunn, but then his single ass Brawling Brutes logos and he's not Pete Dunn. I feel like Triple H is like smart and savvy enough to recognize this. And I don't know why it hasn't happened it? yet. Yeah. He's doing like the most minuscule things like Austin Theory and Tommaso Champ right. and Matt Riddle, which don't get me wrong, that makes me happy, but like, Pete Dunn needs to be fixed, and that's, like, a necessary change. If I had to pick one thing, like, I'd rather do that than, like, I'd rather have to deal with Champa and Theory and Riddle than have Butch. You're, I forget what your mother walked by, but Pete Dunn was on the screen. Like, maybe I was watching, is he on Raw? No, he's on SmackDown. Maybe I was watching a bit of SmackDown, and she is, like, finds him incredibly unattractive. <laughs> no, no, Pete Dunn's a good looking And I was dude. like, yeah, but he's awesome. He looks like a... He just looks like a tough guy. Yeah, Pete Dunn looks cool. He looks much he better than he cool. used to. She was not a not a fan. 
It's the anti Finn Balor. Maybe it's, and maybe it's the Butch thing. Could be. Because Butch is gross. Anyway, um, speaking going. of the tag titles, uh, nude. Apparently, like in the redesign, the actually there's been a design leaked for the tag titles. I've seen it. Yeah. I, and it looks interesting. So it's basically like the current belts on black straps. Okay. Like the side plates are the same. Yep. Uh, it's a new faceplate with like I think it's got like a gold rim. And it's got like kind of the same like rebling design, but now it's got like a big WWE logo in the middle because that's what they always do. Did you like it? First it's thoughts? okay. It's it's I don't love improvement, it. Improvement, not improvement. Lateral move. I'd say it's mostly lateral. Maybe a slight improvement just because like the Roman helmets don't make sense. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think you need to have like the huge logo on there. I don't. I understand having it. Like I don't love it there, but like I don't think it needs to be like a giant focal point there but i guess then it's like first thing you see it's like oh yeah you know it's it's a branding brother but yeah like we know whose belt it is put some kind of cool like that's why everyone loves the eagle belt right yeah i don't know anything um, else last one is i saw the top 10 for the pwi 500 and uh roman reigns has topped this year's 100 i mean it kind of makes sense moxley's not even in the top 10 i know and i saw defense of that that a lot of his started right at the end of their evaluation evaluation period period. because they don't go maybe next year they don't go january to december they're like something to june it's weird how they do it yeah um so it's like kind of a half last year and by their criteria reigns makes sense right yeah it's not all match quality because also i guess same argument as moxley and also i think they're not including tag teams this time i want to say weird um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm just pretty sure. And there's also no women. I think they're just like putting them in their own thing. Cause like getting their last own year it was category. a lot of just like whoever is good is good. Right. But I think there's more parameters this year. I don't know. But Roman Reigns tops it again, which I know he did in 2016. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I don't know if he did any other time because I think last year was Omega. Cause duh. <laughs> and then 2020 was Mox. So no, I think it's just 2016. So and this is at least his second time. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It's not a surprise, really. He probably yeah, deserves it. I think it. number two is Okada. I know oh, Hangman really? and Danielson are in there somewhere. I'm out of touch with uh, the Kingo is in there somewhere. Yes. I um, saw, I think he's I think, eight, maybe. I think Big E is nice. in there. Um, yeah, I've, I've only seen a bit of Ikingo, but he's pretty crazy. He hasn't been doing a whole lot, apparently. No, I haven't seen him, and I watched I the watched a video actually talking about the, the top ten. I watched the odd random indie show, and I haven't come across him lately. Yeah. I think he's injured or something. Could be. All right. I think that wraps up the news and rumors. Yes. Yes. And we'll get into talking about this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. And we open with a match finally. Uh, Yes. Oh, good point. Yeah. How many weeks? Like at least a month. At least a month. I'm saying four or five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're right. I totally forgot. There was absolutely nothing before this, right? So no. awesome. Um, John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara in the tournament champion semifinal. Yes. <laughs> yes. What a mismatch. That's yes, a little bit. Um, so notables from the match: uh, Sammy loads forms and stomps in the corner of Mox and walks away to taunt for getting turned inside out by Larry from Mox. Uh, we had a chop exchange. Uh, Guevara hit a dive to the outside and then a tornado. Yes. To the outside, then sent a uh, mox in the steel stairs. A uh, mox hits the original dirty deeds on the apron. Yeah, which is Guevara cool. sold the, the heck headlock out of driver kind yeah. of thing. Guevara sold it like mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, uh, superplex for two by mox, and then off the kick out, he transitions into an arm bar. But Guevara eventually counters and walls to Jericho, but um, uh, gets kicked off by mox. Later on, a springboard cutter by Guevara for two with a butt cheek hanging out. 
Oh yeah, he did yeah. have his butt hanging out for yeah. a little bit in the middle yeah. of this. Um, Oxa counters a GTH into uh, the bulldog choke. That looked awesome. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that. Um, when uh, Guevara's countering out, he hits the hammer and anvil elbows. Um, then later on, a standing Spanish fly by Guevara for two. Then we had um, Anna J and Ty yes. Conti coming down. Yes. Um, Low the whole point. Distraction thing. Yeah. Because uh, Anna J is like throwing her jacket in and distracting. And then the ref looked super silly. And then here. Conti kicks Mox in the balls, and then right. Guevara rolls him up for two. Um, and the finish comes and Mox counters a GTH into paradigm shift, which I've done before. With the figures, so my idea, they stole another idea yeah. for me. Stole. And he Added picks to up the win. Yep. And uh, that is it. Yeah, I thought, um, I liked it that Sammy came out alone in this match. Um, in theory, like, because it's important and he wants to focus on the match and not, like, make out with his wife and whatnot. And I did think, even though this is usually your move, I thought his gear was sick. Looked really nice. Yeah, um, it was, was alright. So I thought this was like the slow, steady attack of Mox with flurries of offense from Sammy, who just like doesn't quite have enough to defeat Moxley, and that story made total sense to me, right? It real, I thought this built into a really good match. The only low point, as I sort of said, was that distraction with Anna Jay and Jay Mello in the middle. Like she just tossed her jacket right, and then the referee, instead of just like what I would think I would do, is throw the jacket out of the ring back into the corner where I can see Jay and the people in the ring and tell Anna Jay she's... But no, of course, he completely turns his back, walks right over to her for like 30 seconds and is yelling at her, ignoring what's behind... I don't know, it just looked silly to me. Um, That's my only sort of criticism. I really like that Sammy toned down his antics to show kind of like how important this match is, right? Like he wasn't doing his taunts and his poses and he wasn't going out to make out with his wife. Um... Because Sammy's really good in the ring, right? When he's just focused on wrestling. Um, I, I feel like if he had done all that stuff, it would have kind of made him seem like a joke, right? Like if you're in a match that's this important and you're mm-hmm. still like posing and going out to kiss your wife repeatedly, you kind of you kind of look like a joke. So yeah. I'm glad they made that choice. Anyways, another really strong match for Moxley. Um, the outcome was kind of the story of the night for me in these matches the outcome was never in doubt but i was still entertained right yeah like, i like this match. yeah i thought it was a solid over it's been a while since we started with the match so nice to finally do that again yes. um i thought it was pretty good um the result was never really in doubt though which mm, sometimes i don't care and sometimes i do i think this time i it was a little bit of a detriment to me because it was just like it was so blatantly obvious yes and even more so because i would have expected darby allen to face mox and i still think that would have worked better but and would have made more sense given the history there but I think Guevara did a good job here nonetheless. Like, I think it worked well. Um, For a combination I don't remember seeing before, I thought they worked together pretty well. Good. Yeah, that's true. I don't um, remember either. Uh, it's nice to see Mox to stop that old dirty deed as well. The GTH counters were really cool. Um, The whole interference was the low point for me. It was really lame because it made the ref look dumb, but also made Mox look dumb because, like, he, needed he that. should see that coming. And he, Yeah, you're right. Like, Mox, like, because remember, like, the time when Punk was sitting behind him and he got up and, like, yes. he already knew he was there, like, he should know Conti would be around too. Like, yeah, you're that's right. something it didn't Mox make would any, see coming. Didn't help anybody. Right? Like, yeah, you're right. And like, that just seems like something Mox would see coming. And like, he, he wouldn't usually fall for that crap. True. And the roll up was slow. Um, overall, though, I thought this was a good opener, obvious winner, but that's not like the be all end all. No, it was good. I thought I liked this version of Sammy where he's just <laughs> wrestling. I thought he looked really good. Mm hmm. Uh, next, MJF speaks, and uh, so he's walking down. He cuts his music, tells the crowd to shut up. And he says, seven days he hasn't slept a wink since he and Mox went toe-to-toe, and that's because he saw the look in Mox's eyes 
looking no fear. And it pisses him off because he's not the same kid. Mox Cross passes in 2020, like, said something about, like, that MJ for 2020 sounds and no podium. Because all the, that in their uh, original feud. Yes. Which I've kind of forgot. That was, Me that's too. when Mark Sterling got introduced. Where he was doing, like, the political stuff. Yeah. yeah Ster- I forgot all when, about that, That's when too. Sterling came in. That's right. So, yeah. Because he had the match with Mox. Um, yes, he's, he did. Yeah. His ring gear is amazing. <laughs> uh, he's not the one playing a character. Uh, Mox is, and he's a joke. Just about as much as the schmucks in the crowd. I like that word, schmucks. It's funny. Um, he talks about how he read Mox's book. He says Mox got bullied and his bike got stolen. And he says he knows Mox deep down is the same scared poor little boy from the slums of Cincinnati. Uh, but now he's old enough to drown himself in alcohol like a drunk. Wow. He, he says Mox did kick the habit. It takes a lot of guts. But the problem is that MJF's brain is far more dangerous than his disease. Uh, he says this is a message for Mox, but also Jericho, Jericho and Danielson, whoever wins. Because bad things happen when people get in his way, and he recommends Mox take the vacation he was planning. Because if he were Mox, he wouldn't want to win MJF's title. Um, he says when Mox came back from rehab, he had this demon hanging over him saying, Mox didn't deserve all he accomplished and stuff like that. And he says if Mox doesn't tread lightly, he'll find that MJF is that demon and one he can't slay. And then he shifts gears saying... A group of men help him procure the chip <laughs> yeah. uh, to quote MJF at double or nothing. And they are a stable on retainer. And he introduces the firm led by Stokely Hathaway. And he exits the ring once they. My note there. is he, MJF got the hell away from that group of misfits real fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm only paying them sometimes when I need them. I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, Hathaway says some time ago he flew from Orlando to New York City to meet his best friend MJF. Sure, I don't know. They apparently they did like work together on the Indies or something back in the day. They do have some sort of relationship. Nice. I think that's real. I like that. Yep. Um, and he was disenfranchised. And he wanted to quit, but uh, EW. Uh, but Hathaway told him that would give people what they want. He said they need to get what MJF wanted. They came up with a logical solution to get this group on retainer. Logical solutions to get the gun club, obviously. Uh, that's, yeah, first option. That is my major complaint. Uh, and they will pursue their own goals while they help MJF attain his. When they are not needed, they can be left to their own devices. He says everything has been he has been doing since Double or Nothing, which would be when he's, he debuted, I think, right? Yeah, in the, I believe so. When Cargill had a match against someone. Um, no doubt. Oh, who was it? It was a pay-per-view. I'll, I'll look it up. It was Double or Nothing this year. Um, so everything has been a con getting in the system. He says, the more gossip, the more power you have, and there's nothing like a good blackmail. I don't know what that's in reference to. He says, let's talk about what they want. Um, he sucks, but he says more, so he wants to do whatever he wants. Don't we all? Anna J. Uh, I, th- I thought so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that's when happened. That's when Athena debuted too, I think, right? So, um, Moriarty is after the ROH pure title, which I think that kind of makes sense. That's kind of interesting. It makes total sense. That's like a good fit. That. Absolutely. Um, the guns want the tag titles. Makes sense. Kill me. I mean, it's not realistic, but it makes sense that that would be their goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, Paige wants to represent Canada and to win the Atlantic title. Uh, I guess. I mean, you're sort I, of putting I, a ceiling on them there, but it's no, better than I nothing. I like that. Yeah. Um, so MJF's promo. Oh, wait. Nope. Uh, Hathaway says they are the firm, and they are when they are around, you can either run with them or from them. Yep, indeed. Um, so MJF was really good. Obviously, he was super angry and intense the whole time. Here, got personal with Moxley, 
So I thought he did a really good job. It was very focused on Moxley. And then, as you said, right, it just suddenly shifted gears to at least they offered some explanation of the relationship with Bivens because there was nothing last week, right? Bivens, interesting. Um, sorry, Hathaway. I've got Bivens the whole time in here. <laughs> I don't love Hathaway's... It, it kind of feels clunky to me, right? It kind of feels like... So this whole he was running a con since he got there, does, does that make sense if you really look at what he was doing? I, like managing jade and the baddies that's part of this con gets his foot in the door and then i guess the implication was he's making friends and hanging out with people backstage and you know getting all the inside information on how everything works i I mean i think it could turn out to be okay but i feel like it definitely feels like this was not the initial plan and with a lot of people not being on the shows all of a sudden that they're trying to justify sudden changes of direction and i don't think they did a great job here like Hathaway's awesome on the mic, and I think he delivered everything, but I'm kind of left with this going, wait, so you are a faction, but you're not a faction, and you are with MJF, but you're not with MJF. I don't this know. This is kind of a loophole to keep MJF doing his own stuff, too. But I feel like it's, it almost feels like they don't want to commit to anything, right? So I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. It could work out well, but I'm a little bit confused at this point. What did you think? Yeah, um, I thought MJF's promo was great as always. I liked the bit um, how he's different from their feud um, in 2020, because... He is, but he's also not. I think. I think he's still the same in ways. Yeah. Um. But so I, I like that. And I also do like the reference to the feed because it's nice to acknowledge the history. I mean, I kind of yes. remember it, but like you I know, like I don't talking about it. <laughs> um. I like when he got all personal with the rehab and the childhood talk. Um. I like when the heels do that stuff, like kind of like Christian. Um. They finally acknowledge the alliance between him and Hathaway's crew. Uh, which is a group on retainer, which is interesting, I guess. Do you know what that means? Um, yeah. yeah. Like okay. he's had, I think he did that before. That like it's usually referred to like you have a lawyer on retainer so that you're sort of, they're ready to commit to you, when you when you need them, right? Yeah. From Sorry? Who? Jan, the corporate lawyer. From where? When uh, Michael's. Oh, from office. Yeah. Oh, on the, on the boat? No. Um, when he's. Not supposed to say that's what she said, and then he says that's oh, what she right, said. Oh, right, right, okay. right. And he realizes the lawyer's there for him. Yeah. He think, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um. so it leaves it so that MJF is still free to be MJF on his own, I guess, when necessary. But then if he, maybe if he's in a few needs muscle backup, which he usually does. Yeah. I guess they have it. Yeah. So I guess it works, and Morrissey's the new Wardlow. <laughs> right. Uh, It's a little lacking in star power, but honestly, I'd like it a lot better if the tag team of the group wasn't the guns. I'll just, like, I'm fine with Morrissey. I think Moriarty's solid. And I love Ethan Page. And I like so, that they built a faction with a specific like idea for each of them. Like I did goal. like that, yes. But um, you're right. It's not super I see realistic. the potential in pretty much everyone other than the guns. I just don't. Yeah, we, I, don't I don't care. We love Page, right? So, I love Page. Yeah. Um, I like them teasing him going for the Atlantic title. I think like it does kind of make sense. Cause I don't see him going like major right now. And, like, No, of course not. I'd very much like to see him finally get some gold and get recognition that he deserves. I think... I would love him with that title, actually. I think it works, because, like, I think that's the only title where it's kind of, like, like, Wardlow's still gonna be doing his thing, mm-hmm. and, like, Moxley's, or, like, the world title's, like, up in the air. Like, I think the Atlanta title kind of makes sense, and it's, like, the whole, um, 
like intercontinental kind of and thing if it continues to be like the traveling title where you're kind of going and doing you could bring it stuff, around here i think page would do that too you right? could bring it around the neck our neck of the woods that would be amazing come up to smash because mm -hmm. smash is back this exactly. weekend so. um it kind of makes sense i would really like it um i think the name of the firm is kind of cool it kind of fits with Hathaway. yeah i don't mind that that's i kind of like that yep um and i think he cut a solid promo um i liked mjf a lot more than the Hath hathaway but i thought this was long, but it, in general, I thought it was pretty good. That is a point I did not make. It was long. Yeah. And it was long for a group of, no offense to Paige, because I love them, like mid-carders, right? This was a very long mid-card segment. I guess half of it was MJF. Yes, that's true. Um, so next we get a Jungle Boy, Jay Lethal package. And it is Jungle Boy. They're not, they seem to be leaning away from the Jack Perry that it looked like they were going to uh -huh. start doing. So um, Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy says, All Out did not go how he expected. And before that, his last match was June. Lost the tag titles. Right. And uh, he needs to get back in the swing of things. That's why he signed an open contract for tonight. We cut to Lethal with his people. That kind of sounded funny. Almost rhymey. Mm-hmm. Um, Lethal says Jungle Boy wants to get back in the swing of things, and he says they'll see about that. Uh, Dot says Jungle Boy needs to pick better best friends. Jungle Boy's a boy, and Lethal is a man. <laughs> you stupid boy, my best friend's a man. That made me laugh yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That's still a little over the top, but it's not like yeah horrible. I think Dutt and I, I think I told you in the moment they're like a useful act for AEW, right? You can have Dutt talk up a really quick feud, and then Lethal will deliver a a good match. Doesn't usually win, but he makes somebody else look good. So I think like there's a place for that on a roster, right? You need a quick match for somebody to get a quality win before something else. Dutt can talk his way into it. Lethal will have a good match, and then you move on. So I. I wouldn't say that like this act is awesome, but I think they like serve a purpose and play that role really well. Yeah, I was kind of in the same ballpark. Like, um, I thought it was a fine bit. Um, and it's kind of like easy setup, like right, open exactly. contract, simple, and like I think Lethal fits the bill pretty easily there. And exactly, we go right to the match next: Jungle Boy versus Jay Lethal. Um, a few notables from the match, not a ton. Um, Escalera arm drag and a drop kick by Jungle Boy, the typical shtick. Uh, there's a strike exchange. Uh, lethal goes for the lethal injection. Jungle Boy voids it to come back earlier and a brain buster for two. So that was kind of a, it was. That was a solid combination. Uh, then a nice bit here with um, so Jungle Boy goes for a kill switch, but Lethal shoves him in the ropes. So then Jungle Boy tries to go for that lariat again, but Lethal ducks that, counters it into a lethal combination for two. So that was pretty nice. Then shortly after, we get the diving elbow drop for two. And then so uh, the finish comes in. Uh, sorry, Sanjay Dutt is distracting Jungle Boy going for the snare trap. Lethal comes in with an O'Connor roll from behind for two and off the kickout tries the figure four, which Jungle Boy counters into a snare trap and eventually he gets the win there. Yeah, I I like this match in the middle of the show, right? I thought it was, um, there was a lot of Jay Lethal working Jungle Boy's back and he does a good job of that. I thought Lethal looks like vicious and calculating by targeting the injured back. Jungle Boy gets to look like the resilient kind of baby face and everyone did their job really well jungle boy gets the quality win like we're saying lethal's kind of there for i thought this was a good match oh mm -hmm. uh, yeah i thought it was a solid tv match it was nothing amazing but um solid action in general it's all win for jungle boy i thought um after the samoa joe nonsense was dragged out too long i think lethal and co seem to have found their spot on the roster yes um they're not going to be i don't think they'll ever do a whole lot but they can be inserted for a fast program like this for someone or like a short, very short-term feud. And Satnam Singh um, cashes checks for doing absolutely yeah. nothing. As Lethal's like a veteran <laughs> now, so he can take losses, make people look good in matches with, which I think was done well here, right? Like, yes. Um, he can. He's a good hand to have because I don't think like he's. I don't think he's going big anymore. Right? I think his days. Yeah. Going big are over, and so now it's like, 
this is kind of a spot, and I don't think it's a bad spot to have because you need this kind of thing uh, on the roster. And he's I think, just super consistent, right? Right, he's consistent. He's not like the best. He's not like super exciting, but he's solid. Yeah. And I think it's it's some stability within the card. So they've kind of found their niche, right? And that is a niche that you need to exactly, fill. So, yeah. so it's it's good to have that. I think this was a solid bit here. Uh, next we have, and I quote. Uh, training session with cold-hearted, <laughs> handsome devil hook and worldwide phenomenon. Their words, no one else's. Action Bronson. Their well, words, no I, one else's. I had that too. The worldwide phenomenon I'd never heard of. But again, I don't... I, I Maybe he is, literally, and I just didn't know. Like I told you, Coots texted me to be like, I heard he's on... Who? Like, And I was like, he's like, oh, one of my favorite rappers. And I, Action Bronson. I was like, yeah. I've sure. Never, I've never heard of him, but apparently he is he somebody. He does not look like a rapper. rapper. He looks like this guy I've seen on Instagram. Um, yeah, so right. the worldwide phenomenon. Uh, workout and ring. Yep. Uh, Bronson says... Um, Training montage. Looking at New York City, born and raised. Next week, they're going to whoop 2.0's ass. Hook says next week, be ready. Oh, this is fine. Not much here. Big phenomenon for sure. Um, I don't care. Uh, I'm action Bronson. I mean, he's cut two. He sounds fine. Like, yeah, I'm not, he sounds good. Like, I think. I don't. I just don't care. I I agree, but he's had a tiny bit of physicality and two little promos, and I think he's done everything. No, he's well, got a solid presentation so. for sure, and I already like this more than Logan Paul. But yeah, I just don't care. So I'm interested slightly to see what he looks like. And in I'll ring, mostly but it's just not. be me and him because I'll make fun of him for being a world fine phenomenon that I don't know. Because <laughs> I'll just I'll just do that. And they kind of lucked out because. He does Hook's um, theme song, and Hook doesn't really talk, right? So at least this guy That's seems true. like he can talk. So yep. I don't know how long he's around for, but mm-hmm. what they've given him very little to do, but he has done it really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get uh, Alex Marvez talking to Luigi Primo. Yeah, I saw him I, just like a week or two ago. He's the guy that wrestles well. Um, spinning pizza. around a uh, pizza dough yeah. the whole time. So he's doing that, and then <laughs> and then crazy. he just gets booted in the face yes. by Ethan Page, which I love it. We watched that twice because it. Was oh so yeah, good. I watched it. T- I've seen it like a bunch, and I've watched it so many times now because like it's just like a nice connection. I like like you can hear like the snap on yes. it. Oh, it's, it's just really nice. It looked good. The guy then, took it really nice. Yeah, and then Marvin's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm t- I'm." He's like doing. He's taking his job serious, which uh, no one else does. And then Dan has interrupts like on cue. Yeah, perfect uh, person to arrive uh, when you say that. Paige says, since his goal is to become king of the Atlantic, uh, he'll start with the jester of AEW, Dan Housen, and he'll take him out on Rampage. Um, I thought it was fine. The boo looked pretty solid. It, 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 amused, it amused me every time. Uh, it was a solid bit from Paige. I like him calling himself the king of the Atlantic or wanting to be the yep. king of the Atlantic. I think that's that's a pretty funny way to put it. I hope he calls himself that if he wins the title. Yeah, Paige is great. And this is just like all I need to instead of this match being just announced and nothing. Right. We now have this, this is great. Little yeah. Bit. I don't even mind if he starts being like some other like Atlantic qualifier people like not like in qualifiers, but like I mean, like people that would also qualify for that title you know i like yeah. i mean like atlantic people i don't know how else to say that <laughs> people on that side yeah but like i wouldn't like he kind of builds his way or i wouldn't mind if he built builds his way to it because i think it'd be cool i i like him going for the title i'm i'm, I'm happy with ethan page getting more yeah time to shine. and this idea that he's the only guy taking things seriously because angry uh ethan page promos are pretty awesome right so if he's just always pissed off about everything i look forward to hearing him oh so yeah i love ethan page i'm obviously he has to beat Danhausen, right and then we see where it goes from oh, yeah, there but yeah destroy Danhausen. but anytime kind of chuck him with the e- the ego's edge anytime ethan page gets on tv i'm happy so mm-hmm. i'm good 
Uh, next we get highlights of Darby Allen at Nitro Circus. I remember <laughs> they had the monster truck at Nitro Circus. Yeah, that's right. It's like a a group of um, they do like those kind of uh X Games stunt things. Yeah, yeah. And then off the back of that, we get a Matt Hardy promo. Yeah, what was Yay! it? Allen did a backflip on a tricycle, right? I have no idea. That's what it, you didn't watch it. I didn't really pay attention. It was a backflip. I, I thought on I didn't a, really have to. They showed two attempts. The second one was successful. I figured it was nothing. It was a backflip on a bike on a tricycle. Whether that is something or not, I I, I leave that up mm. to the listeners. Um, next we Matt Hardy promo. He says Darby continues to raise the bar of extreme at Nitro Circus. Uh, and he respects it. And he still remembers the match Darby and Jeff Hardy had, which made me sad because then I remember that Jeff Hardy Jeff was Hardy in exists. fact in AEW. <laughs> yeah, and I've legitimately all. forgotten that he's been in AEW. Like he. He's like he faced like Adam Cole. He had like that match with Darby. Yep. Like they had like that eight man tag thing. I legitimately forgot he was ever there, and, and he got I could a harsh been... reminder. Yeah, and I just then I saw a news thing that oh he could be returning soon. No, thank you. No thanks. The Hardys were supposed to win the tag titles, and that scares me. So I know. No, that legitimately scares me because then what would happen? Like no swerve in our glory. Probably no acclaimed winning the tag titles, which they they probably will. So that would suck. It would. I don't like you, Jeff Hardy, other than when you paint your face. I don't need to see Matt Hardy wrestle either, I don't want to see Matt Hardy wrestle either, but he's speaking to me on TV, which makes it unavoidable because I have to look at the TV. You do. Uh, And so then he says he is refocusing in AEW. He wants to climb his way back to the top. Sure. Do that. Sounds plausible. And then leg drop his way from the top can't he back I, down there was a time where they said if he did one more leg drop he was going to be paralyzed i remember hearing and now he like drops now like it's nobody's business leg drops just for for fun for sport <laughs> for sport <laughs> and that's why he's challenging darby to a match on rampage yeah. Yay! not a must see for me so we're back to making rampage must see is that it yeah i guess so not uh, yeah i didn't care about this i don't really have too much to say i don't need to see matt hardy this is a bloated roster full of talent put somebody else in that spot that's send all. him back to wwe because that's when i don't care if they release him or put crap. him in some like he, he he seems to have a pretty creative mind so put him in a creative role or a manager role something but not in the ring it's not necessary at all he's pushing 50 is and he? yeah he's the older one right? don't need it yes he is isn't jeff hardy like your age i believe that is correct i think it's 48 and 45 uh, also pushing 50 yeah <laughs> burn yeah nice uh, next we get Powerhouse Hobbs versus Matt DiMartino. I didn't even get what his name. What a jobber name. Didn't even get his name. J-j-jobber. A thin jobber. Powerhouse versus jobber Yeah. No, the Monstar. The Monstar. I remember that. That was kind of funny. Uh, there's a corner splash by Hobbs. Spinebuster over. Large Spinebuster, yes. Um, Hobbs says that although he beat Ricky Starks, he says Ricky is tough and he spent 21 months in the trenches grinding with him. But Poor choice of words, but... <laughs> Um, but it took four minutes and thirty-five seconds for Hobbs to beat him. That sounds accurate. I think it was. He says now that the chapter is closed on Starks, it's time to open a new chapter in the book of Hobbs, and it starts tonight. Um, Starks makes his way down from the steps in the crowd. He bolts past security, attacks Hobbs, and then hits a shot with a microphone and sends him out of the ring. And Starks kind of stands tall, getting a bit of revenge there. Yeah, I, I, the spinebuster looked good. Um. I've been impressed with Hobbs' mic work, to be honest, since he's gotten a chance to speak because he really didn't for a really long time in Team Taz or whatever, right? He's he's not on Stark's level, but like not many people are. But I think he does a really good job. 
you knew another match was coming between this two, I, these two. Sorry, I thought this was like a simple, effective way to remind us that that is what we're gonna get. So I had no problem with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just a squash. Not much to say. Job are very skinny. Yeah. Uh, spine buster very big. Yeah. Exactly. Um, post match promo from Hobbs is solid. He has been delivering pretty well on the mic. I think I agree. Um, and the Paul Starks is quick but solid. The mic shot was kind of cool. Uh, more of an angle than match, but that's fine. Definitely. All, all it needed to be. Uh, next we get a death triangle promo. Uh, Pac says their momentum can't be denied, and then Ash comes in saying they got it made. Uh, Lucha Bros and will take on Swerve and Lee for the titles tonight. I just love the way Pac speaks for some reason, because it's like that, like the bastard gimp he is, even when he's a baby face or a heel, does like he's still just mm-hmm. so intense. And Pac says the time is now. Um, solo promo. It was short. Match should be good. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all. I just, I just love Pac. Speaking of the match, when will that match be? Uh, probably like next month. Yeah. Oh wait, it's right, now. right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get Lucha Bros versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, uh, who don't have a tag team name. Maybe they should get one. I refuse. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship. Well, I don't. Think I will they not have say Brawl and Brutes or their team name. Brawl and Brutes or Swerve and Glory. Correct. Neither of those. Swerve. 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 Always our, say Swerve and Lee. Swerve and our Brawl. Because a, it's fewer syllables, and b, it doesn't sound ridiculous. Brawl and our Glory. Yeah. <laughs> brute in our glory. Brawl in our brute. Sure. It's the swerving glories. The swerving glories? The glorious swerves. The glorious swerves. <laughs> I don't know. God. Um, some of the notables. Uh, Phoenix had a roll to drop kick to swerve. Then Lutra said that wheelbarrow splash thingy for one. Uh, one count. Uh, strike exchange between Lee and Phoenix. Uh, unwise by Phoenix, but sure. Yeah. Uh, rope swing back heel kick to Swerve by Phoenix and Penta gets a hot tag hits a flurry offense uh, there's a nice bit where Phoenix hits Swerve with an avalanche Spanish fly and Penta drop, jumps off of Phoenix's back to destroy her to leave for two he, and like Keith Lee is a large large man and they nailed that destroyer yeah absolutely nailed it uh, finish comes and Lutra was lining up their tag finisher uh, but Swerve shoves Phoenix off the top rope and Lee hits Penta with a big bang catastrophe for the win and the tag champs retain uh, post match the acclaim come out Caster says to cut the music. No, no never do wrong, that. Never do that. That's, you could have no. just cut this promo in a rap, and I would have been happier. Lame. But anyways. And he says the swerve ever interrupts him again after he cut off his own music, but whatever. Um, he'll beat right. his ass. He says to do what he does best, which is not hugging every famous person he knows. That was funny. Which is pretty funny. Like Again, that would be so much better in a rap. Yes. The crowd would be like, oh. But I guess, is, it, is the point like he's too angry to rap? He's getting serious right, or I something? Guess. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe. Um, He tells him to roll Keith Lee in New York <laughs> so the Acclaim can win the gold. <laughs> and Bowen says they'll beat them all over New York City because everyone loves the Acclaim. Because I don't know about you, but when he said you could roll Keith Lee, like I actually started picturing like yeah. rolling him because he's basically shaped like a ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, So this match was like, eight minutes long which is not long but pretty much as good as you you could hope for in an eight minute match right like packed lots of action into this quick little match i thought one thing that made me laugh was the way remember when phoenix came off the ropes and keith lee caught him oh yeah keith lee didn't even like budge a sentence it's funny because also the second time he was like He's like, again, and then he just like caught him easily. Because sometimes they'll like, you know, they'll catch a guy and the weight and momentum will force him to no, take you a just step like, back. He's just like you hit a wall. Yeah. Like, or just grabbed you. Like you yeah. jumped on a Velcro wall, yeah. basically, <laughs> um, which made me laugh. Um, 
the sequence w- with the destroyer looked awesome. Keith Lee nailed his finisher to Penta. Hit that re- so like I like that move. A really fun sprint of a match that I got Swerve and Keith Lee a quality win. I guess ahead of the uh the acclaimed rematch mm. that I'm looking forward to because I love the first acclaimed Swerve and Lee match. So acclaimed. Uh, Caster spoke well, but again, like he wasn't rapping, so I'm a little disappointed. But I liked all of this. I think you. Yeah, good win for Swerve in our glory. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is criminally short, though, I think. I think a normal length of math between these two teams would be awesome. And maybe that's what they're holding on to, I uh, hope. But for short TV time they, that they got here, this was still pretty good. Good for what it was. Uh, sequence with the Spanish Fly and the Destroyer was really cool. Um, it was a solid win for Swerve and Lee. Builds them a bit before next week. They claimed it a solid promo afterwards, too. Um, I like they claimed a lot, but I don't think they're quite ready for the tag titles yet. I think it would be smart to check with the Iron Top, but also... I would like them to be like where I'm like fully confident that like yeah not just because they're popular but like because they've got like they're all around like I think there's still a bit of work to be done and like I think Lee and Swerve make her really good champs and I think even then they need some work that's what I'm saying so I think I was... the acclaimed it's like you want that you want to build the tag champs to the top level of like a couple of the other teams around but like acclaimed are even farther from that top status that swerve and lee need to be at yeah so it's like a step back for me swerve and lee aren't there either so like it's kind of like what's the difference so you know I, I don't know i think the acclaimed are step down yeah i don't think they're even quite a tag that tag title level and maybe it's as simple as um swerve and lee win again with swerve heel tactics and that sort of acclaimed becomes like the uncrowned and they fight from that position for a while that's what they did that's right? what they're so, doing this time yeah so they can keep doing that if, until they are built to the point where we I guess so yeah because again the problem for for me is always FTR is the best and they are not. That's what I'm saying. You need to give them an FTR. It's hard to get them to that level, I think, yeah. though, right? But anyways, I, I like this match, mm-hmm. at least. Um, Next, uh, Marvez catches up with Death Triangle things after a commercial break. Um, yeah. Mine is just Marvez makes Pac angry. Um, and Pac doesn't say that there's a bump in the road. He says, they're the trio's champions. He's the, the inaugural Atlantic champ, first double champ. He says to put respect on their name. Orange Cassie comes from out of frame with an orange punch and he says double champ. Not for long. Yeah, an- another like super quick segment to just add a little bit of mm-hmm. build to something, right? So yeah. I didn't mind this. Either. I didn't mind it. Uh, solid bit from Pack. Orange Cassie is solid. Um, Ethan Page better come calling after this match is done because got to get him on the track to the title. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because I... the Atlantic, baby. Orange Cassidy for me is in the spot where I don't ever look forward to his matches but I almost always end up liking them. I find it funny. Him and Pac always end up kind of circling back because his yeah. first match was against Pac, remember? Yeah. Revolution 2020. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, it's Orange Cassidy, whatever. And like, sometimes I'm like, best and, like, match on the show. The you know? Osprey match. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I love Pac. I don't know. I just like the way he talks. Yep. It matches his ring work. So this was fine. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people you like to see talk. <laughs> oh, man, this uh, was tough. Tony Storm and Athena promo. Um, <coughs> sorry. Because they're friend, best friends, don't you know? NXT, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, sure. But that's my note. That's the depth of writing for women in AEW. Tony Storm just announcing that she and Athena are friends. So that's, to me, that's just lazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. We haven't even um, said what Storm was says uh, Baker took out her partner, Sheeta. So her friend Athena is stepping in and she's more than capable. I'd hope so. Or like, imagine my friend stepping in. She is not capable at all. But, I fully expect her to do a but crappy I got job. no other options. Yeah. <laughs> Better than nothing. Um, Athena says she's been brushing and flossing and eating her apple a day to keep the oh, DMD away. She's so bad. 
I want to like you, Athena, but what happened in like that promo before the the all out promo or like the rampage one? Yeah, again with Cargill, that was actually good. And even her facial expressions in this one, as Storm is talking, are awful. Yeah, it's no, it's not great. Um, I thought Storm sounded (laughs) bless you. Wow, I thought Storm sounded okay, and Athena was gross. That was gross. (laughs) Amazing. Ah. It's on my pant. Ew. It's on my hand. Hold on. This is amazing podcasting, people. He just sneezed all over himself. Ugh. You know what? It like, hurts you. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Athena is why she needs to speak. If they, I think at this point, like, for a while, it's like you hope she improves. You hope she improves. But how long do you dip, go before right. you it just was like she's um, not good at the promos? Well, what, who were we like that with? Um, We had that kind of situation uh, with someone. It was like, what's, it wasn't Cross, was it? No, it might have been Storm and, and it might have been Storm in WWE. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, it has kind of turned around, but okay. Uh, back, I'm back. Uh, recovered. I'm not even going to cut that out. I'm going to leave it in. That's real life around here. Yeah. That's, well, we're authentic here on FNS. That's right. right. So we're real or lazy. I just don't, or lazy. We'll say authentic. Yeah, uh, I like that. So that, that we don't sound like buffoons. It's a great, great but term. But now we sound uh, like cool and genuine. That's right. Which we definitely are. We definitely are. Um, we're not even really related. This whole father-son thing. It's all a sham. It's, it's a work. It's a cash grab. We've worked <laughs> for our for the only podcast with no ads, no Patreon, no, we never it's, asked the cent. It's a cash grab. We didn't plan this well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're just not telling you the payoff's coming at some it's point clickbait. and we're gonna make millions we will make right? millions like, we're not even blood related that's why we've never put any video up because exactly we're clearly not related yeah exactly it's such a like a mismatch it's like they're not related but like actually, if you're going on voices we're like, the same age we talk about me being 45 yeah. and you 15 but it's just because i have trouble dealing with getting older so we're both 23 and in, in university yeah. this is oh, what yeah. we do on the weekends this is our college program yeah <laughs> and somehow it's going to lead to us making money despite it being the completely free podcast yeah if there's like an equivalent of like a non-profit organization but a podcast that would probably be this yep. not even intentionally just like yep that's how it is it is um and then the last line was storm says <laughs> baker back. should focus on her issues with hater and then something else i didn't catch something british or is she aussie uh new zealand i have no idea tony storm is Aust- aussie. i feel like we've looked this up before i believe australian yes aussie and not kiwi um this wasn't great uh storm was fine oh no she's kiwi athena, athena no good no like no she's not me no like me cringe same same she's me bad. almost barf oh my god that is bananas the next aw and rival series same adam cole and kip saving in the same series what are the chances it's almost too much it is almost too much but then you got inmate jericho so it's just like gross and a Darby Allen. What I is like this? Darby Allen. Figuring it out already? Uh, I just I just looked on the thing. Talk about this um, match. Let's go to the match now. <laughs> Britt Baker and Serena Deeb. Let's get in this an eight, Storm eight minutes Athena. women's match with a three minute commercial break in it. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. I mean, to be fair, they just did a tag match for the men, so it's it's equal. I guess. Yep. Except the men have other matches on the show. And too, did they so. have a commercial in theirs? Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. Except the men have other matches, so it's just like True. It's equal and then it's just not at all. Not at all. Um, Britt Baker and yep, I said that. Uh, notables. Um, body slam by Storm and a slingshot splash by Athena for one count with Deeb's feet under the ropes. 
Yeah, I remember Taz tried to save it by like that was a little. Detail. That is a thing people do, but that but usually that wasn't like what she was trying no, to do. No, like it's usually like they hit their legs off there, not just like their feet or whatever. That one was not intentional. I don't think. No, definitely not. Um, uh, Baker distracts Athena, and Deeb comes in with a chop block, as she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot tag flurry post commercial break from Storm. Uh, Deeb counters a diving crossbody by storming a half crab, and Athena kicks, kicks her, and it's a form. But Deeb holds on. See Sting? It makes sense sometimes, but not with Sting. <laughs> not with Sting. You, do, you didn't even have to talk about Sting this week because he wasn't on the show, and then you went and did it. Deeb could do it, or it would make more sense for me, like Brody King yeah. or uh, Danielson, Danielson or Moxley mm-hmm. or um, uh, maybe Cesaro or Claudio. Uh, maybe Garcia. Maybe Garcia. Um, not Sting. Um, and so Baker super kicks Athena, which looked pretty good. And then super kick storm. Not so good. Oh, <laughs> Missed her pretty much. Uh, the finish comes in. Uh, Reba provides a distraction. Baker props a chair in the corner, which deep shoves storm into the chair and rolls her up for the win. Uh, which I mean, you couldn't have hit like the deep talks after. Right. Or deep talks on the chair. Or something. Or something cooler. Um, then Athena attacks deep, but takes a super kick and a curb stomp from Baker. Uh, Baker grabs the chair, looking at Storm. The hater runs out, takes it, then hits Storm with the chair. But she's still mad at Baker and leaves. I kind of like that. It's kind of weird, but she's I mean, like, it was cool. I'm a heel and whatever, but I'm also have a problem with you. I don't like you. Uh, I you the one highlight I liked from Athena was that Canadian backbreaker into a code breaker. That looked pretty cool. Unfortunately, it had followed immediately followed a botched. Remember the hands oh, yeah, forearm the, in the yeah, corner yeah. that didn't really connect, but. No. And one of my notes is saying that Deeb considers herself the best technical wrestler in the women's division is more character development than almost any other woman, and that that's sad, right? So at least we know her motivations and whatever. She thinks she's the best technical wrestler, and she's going to prove it. Do we know anything else about anyone, really? Britt Baker's obviously had some character development, but uh, anyways. um, I thought there was pretty good action for an eight-minute match that had a three-minute commercial break in there. There was a couple mistakes, but there was also some stuff that looked pretty cool. I guess my issue, Storm doesn't really feel like a hot champion to me, and then she loses here, even though it was by, obviously, a chair and stuff. I just don't think it helps her. I did like Hater's actions after the match. I think it's kind of like she's not cool with Britt Baker, but she's also still a heel, maybe, in the larger context. Anyways, I like Hater, so I'm, I'm interested. And I like... The build to Hater Baker is one some of the most effort AEW's put into a women's storyline, right? I mm-hmm. think in quite a while. So, uh, anyways, I didn't mind the match. You maybe since Baker uh, Rosa? Rosa, yeah. Which even the one this year was remember the short build. Yeah, last year was like the actual like lengthy the first magic. Yes, that's right. I thought it was a solid one. Not to think about as good as they could do with what they got. I think it'd been much better without a couple slip ups and more with more time, but. I mean, if I had a dollar for every Some time, Some of the action was cool, though. Yeah. For what it was, I thought it was pretty solid. Yep. Um, Finish was all right. Um, I don't think they'll be much, but Baker and Deeb make for a solid unit, I thought. Oh, I love Serena Deeb. I've mm-hmm. come 180 on her, right? Like, she showed up, and I was like, eh. Even, like, with the, the NWA uh, defenses that she had, like, when she's still babyface, I, I enjoyed that. Like, I started liking her more since that, and then once she turned heel, I think it's been, she's like... She's kind of like the women's Danielson a little bit, right? Like, I just really like that. I can counter whatever you're going to do, and I'm just a better technical wrestler than you. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, um, I kind of like her with Baker. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I just kind of enjoy that. Yep. 
Um, and then uh, they did a solid job of furthering the Hater Baker storyline as well. Um, I think it's a little odd, but I think it was well done. Yep. Um, next, we get a Sterling promo with Nice and Woods. Uh, nice said Wardlow hit a cheap shot headbutt to him last week, and, and but that's like a legal move. Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's looking at you. It's not like he was hit you from behind or anything. Yeah. But anyways, details, heels. He chose to heal logic, I guess. Touch his pecs or whatever. Right. Uh, Sterling says he also tried to power him. Sterling, thankfully, Josh Wood was there. He says they have secured a ring of honor TV title match rampage and they'll get the representation uh, they deserve, I guess. Or yeah, that is what he said. Yeah. So that kind of, that line made all of this feel like a slight of Tony Nese a little bit, right? Because like Tony Nese has been all over TV forever. But now that but it's, he's not really doing a lot. But now that it's Wood's turn, they're suddenly going to get the representation they deserve. So I don't think that the intention was to make Nice look bad here, but I kind of feel like that's what that line did, right? Like, he's had many, many matches, even with Sterling there, and now it's like, we're finally going to get the representation we want because the other guy is getting a match. I don't know. like Because the... Nice doesn't really get title matches. I mean, he did go against Wardlow, I guess. So. Yeah, but it's like, representation just, like... He's basically saying your representation hasn't been good enough, so now we're going to this guy where we have so. a better chance. That's yeah. what I got from it. And it I don't was think solid. That was uh, not a lot here. Um, it was short. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like Sterling's always good, right? He delivers stuff, solid promos all the time. So, yes. Yeah, I was just a bit confused by that line, making it seem like the whole thing's a slight at Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get our main event, which is Chris Jericho versus Brian Danson. Grand Slam Tournament Champion semifinal winner faces Moxley next week for the title in the main event of Grand Slam. Wow, very quick. Yeah. Like the Micro Machines guy from the 80s. Excalibur. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He has to do that. It's like a lot of time next week. I think there's this one, and there is the Atlantic title, which is Pac and Orange Cassidy of acclaimed Swerve and Lee. Nice. And uh, Claudio Jericho for the Ring of Honor title, which is kind of weird. And I don't think I'm missing anything. I. Is the hook matches on the main one, right? Because there's, I don't think, think they're on the so. rampage one. I think so. Uh, yeah. So I know it's unrelated, but speaking of matches to look forward to, Aussie Open's taking on Machine Guns next week on Impact. Mm. Aussie Open sweet. FTR is October 1st, by the way. Ooh, that's exciting. Yep. Um, so Notables, Brian comes in like pretty much right away with Chops, and then back he, that kind of backs Jericho into the corner, and then he unloads Chops and kicks Jericho in the corner, sends him to the opposite corner. It's one of the running drop kicks. Uh, later on, a wrecking ball drop kick by Danson, and then a running knee off of the apron. All um, Danielson for the first oh, two yeah. minutes. Uh, Danielson work uh, is working Jericho's arm by sending him in a hammer lock into the ring post. Uh, top rope shotgun drop kick by Danielson. Um, more arm working from Danielson, like kind of kneeing the arm and hammer lock. A lot of solid work there from Danielson, like just targeting Tons. the left arm a lot. Yes. Um, more kicks to the chest and left arm by Danielson, like so tar- targeting more. Jericho ducks the roundhouse and hits a German suplex. Springboard dropkick by n- knocking Danielson off the apron by Jericho. Then later on, Frank insider back in the ring by Jericho. Uh, strikes by Danielson, but then Jericho gets a code breaker. Then Danielson comes back with a boost psycho knee and they're both down. Um, so, like, Jericho's what? Jericho's on the apron and Danielson's in the ring. He tries to suplex Jericho oh, yeah. back in the ring. But then Jericho suplex him, kind of like flips Danielson outside. He lands on his ankle, and so he's like really selling that. And he like takes off his cake pad to like check the ankle. So it's like basically in like a sock now. And it just adds sock. so much all of a sudden. Yeah, right? it's like it's crazy. It lo- he looks so different. And then Jericho like just like 
kind of like you see it on his face, which I really like. Me too. And then you just go see him. He goes after repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly on the outside. And then uh, figure four around the ring post for a bit. Um, Danson tries to hit the knee, but like kind of like limping towards it, and it looked like it would be like kind of a botchy thing. He literally but hopped it was, like, across. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, because he would have hit it really low, but then Jericho just kind of turned into walls of Jericho, which I think made a lot of sense. That was really exactly. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Danson tries to get out, so Jerich, I forgot the O, I guess. <laughs> uh, Jerich goes, goes for a figure four. Danson shoves him off in the corner, then a roll up for two, and Jericho locks in the figure four. Then there's a strike exchange in the figure four hold, and Danson's able to turn around and get a LaBelle lock in, and Danison is able to tap him out, and then after Mox comes down, they kind of have like a handshake and a yeah. standoff. Blackpool Comic Club final next week. Yay! Uh, excellent match. I think I preferred this to the previous one. Um, really hard hitting. Like, Jericho's chest was starting to look like, like Junior oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes, right? Oh, yeah. It was super bruised on the right side, I guess that was. Um, and, like, Jericho... And I'm not trying to be insulting, but he can't work an insane pace anymore. So Danielson's like, no problem, right? We can work any style or pace you want. I'll make you look good. Super physical match that kind of felt important, right? Like there are stakes attached to this. And then like I was already enjoying it. And then I thought the ankle injury, because it was Brian Danielson dominating a lot, right? And then he tweaks his ankle and Jericho just attacks it. And the match kind of turned and just added a lot to it. And Danielson selling... And Jericho's attacking that ankle. Even the little chop block to his ankle, I thought, looked awesome. So just really, really good storytelling in this with these two guys. Um, Jericho comes away looking like a vicious opportunist, right? And Danielson's that resilient baby face that uh, can just counter everything out of nowhere. So I really, really like this match. I thought it was excellent. Um, the selling and storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, I never doubted who was going to win this match, but I still thought it was fantastic. So. Danielson is just a master, right, of this. Um, when he wrestles a talented opponent, the thing with him is, like, it's really easy to imagine you're watching a real fight with him, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's mostly what I like in wrestling. I do like some entertainment stuff, too. But this is what I, I really want to just be able to forget that these guys are pretending and enjoy it as a fight. And he's the best at that. So I really like this uh, yeah. main event. And I think him and Mox are going to tear the house down, possibly, right? Yeah. So it's what we thought, but it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's been almost a year, or like it's been a year dancing, but like his first match was Omega at the first Grand right. Slam. So, um, I thought this was an excellent main event, maybe because I was paying attention to this one more, but I enjoy this one more than the all out match. No, I did too. Um, which was good, but I like this one more. I think I like how dancing started out right out of the gate and then in the early going, he was largely dominant in this. Really was. And then I think in the middle stretch, it was more competitive and then dancing and sent it outside off that like flip out. And um, then a large portion of the latter half, like, Jericho dominated the ending stretch exactly. there. Um, then Danson was able to turn around the last second and get the label lock, um, which he was trying to work Jericho to earlier on. And I think that Danson did a good job around the arm. Like, he did that a lot effectively early on. So then, like, when the label lock kind of came out of nowhere, it was still effective and it right. made sense, not just because it's his finisher and that's, right. like, he has to win with it. And then I think Jericho did a great job in Smash, too, because I think there's the one point they were, like, striking, then, like, Jericho did like the first thing. He's like, What else am I supposed to do? Commentary even made a note of it. I thought that was really good. And his facial reaction after Danielson took that spill to the outside, like, and then you pounce on it, like, he was just like, smell blood in the yeah. water kind of thing. Like, I thought that was really good. He looked pretty vicious, relentlessly attacking Danielson on the outside there. I thought this was uh, really good. Uh, the result wasn't much in doubt, but I thought it was still really well done. I really liked it, actually, especially for a, a Jericho match nowadays. I yeah. think. 
agree. It's good that I like he still can have like a really good one every now and then. Danielson, a lot of credit to him for pulling that one out. I think both of them did a really good job here. I think this is really great, and I am very looking forward to Mox versus Danielson next week. I think I'm okay if either of them win. I would prefer Moxley, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm happy either way too. To be yeah. honest, um, yeah, excellent stuff. Um, thoughts on the show. Um, I like this show a lot in ring. I like the opener. I like the tag match. Actually, both. I'll even say I like the women's match, right? And the main event especially was match of the night, obviously. But I felt like in comparison to the last few weeks, there were no real promos or segments of significance. Like MJF's, yes. And Bivens was supposed to be, sorry, again, Hathaway's group was supposed to be, but I, it was kind of a miss for me because it's like mid-carters with kind of a weak explanation. So I feel like in-ring, really good. Out-of-ring, not so much. So I have to put it... Lately, it's been a B-plus for me, so I feel like it's a notch below that. So I went with the B, but I love the main event and really like some other matches. I just felt like all the other stuff was not really that compelling this week. You? Mm-hmm. I was close to a B-plus, but I decided it had to be a little bit below the last I think it was a solid show. I agree. I think all the matches pretty much delivered. I like. I thought the opener was pretty solid. I think Jungle Boy... Jay Lethal was solid as well, like um, just not exciting, but again, like it was solid action. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs got a good squash. Um, both tag matches I thought delivered pretty well, more so the tag title match. Um, and then the main event I thought was excellent. I thought it was very good. I'd I'd recommend checking it out. Um, yep. I think it was pretty good. And as far as segments go, I think the best one was MJ. I think the firm was solid as well. Like. Um, and um, I'm really happy Ethan Page getting some more time shining this, and then like also attacking the That's pizza true. guy. I like seeing more uh more of him. I thought uh both bits with Pack were pretty good. Um, the hook uh action bronze thing was okay. Um, I don't think anything was bad per se, other than the Athena thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, very bad. But I think it was a solid choice. I think I'll give it a B too, and I'm, I think next week should be a really good one. And for me, it was closer to a B plus than a yeah. B minus, right? I think, um, I think next week will be very Me too. Good. I'm pretty excited for that one. All right, so that will end our in-depth review of Dynamite and take us to a little bit of a trivia break where I'll hit Jack with some general WWE trivia this week in Off the Top of His Head. All right, so it's a continuation of the general trivia from last week from No DQ, so I believe we have options if you want them. So we'll hit the next few questions here. I, d- I don't know if I, we left off at this one last time or not. I can't remember, but I don't think we did. Who was AJ Styles' tag team partner in WCW? That's a hard one. Was he I like know. Skipper? I know it. It's not, he is one of the options, but I don't think that's correct. Do you want your options? I, we did this before, and I still forgot. Air Paris, I think, is the one. Yeah, I don't know. It, that sounds right. A guy who never really... I never saw him anywhere else, I don't think. Who did Randy... Ooh, who did Randy... Sorry, which pay-per-view did Randy Savage compete in for his first and only TNA match? I have options if you want. Was it a weekly pay-per-view or no? Uh, so the options are Bound for Glory, Turning Point, Final Resolution, and Victory Road. I want to say Turning Point. Okay. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you knew it was like a minor one. Yeah, I Probably. just knew it was 2004. Was that, was that your process? Oh, okay. Um, what I see should be me this week because I know this one. What was Barry Windham's name when he briefly returned to WWE in 1989? Because I lived. Was this. this the Stalker or the Widowmaker? This was not the Stalker. It was the Widowmaker. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. At the 2000 ECW Heat Wave pay per view, which indie wrestling promotion had an incident with ECW stars? Was it 
ICW. I actually don't know. They're There's not one of the options. XPW. They are. Like they, they are one of the options. XPW, I guess. Correct. Yeah. I don't remember that I don't at all. I didn't even know that. I honestly don't remember that. Uh, 1994 I Survivor. Think it was on the the DVD you have. Ah, uh, watch that. Nice. 1994 Survivor Series. Who was the special guest referee for Undertaker versus Yokozuna? Oh, was it Chuck Norris? Or was... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why do you know that? Because uh, it's one of those weird things. Like, why did Robocop help sing? <laughs> why wouldn't he? <laughs> exactly. Who was the first person to join the WWE's version of the NWO after Hulk Hogan left the group? Michaels. Wow, that's a tough one. It is not Michael. Booker T. Nope. Big Show. Big Show. X Pac. Correct. <laughs> why? Why were you? Why were those your guesses? Because I, I, they were all in it. So you just went through the people who were in it yeah. to figure it out was... first. I don't even remember that. Hall, Nash, Hogan, X Pac, Show, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels is the only one not in the WCW version, and also the only. I have no I think the only one also in DX. Right. I don't remember this. It would have been like 2002. I don't think it lasted long. I feel like you'll know this. Who did the Undertaker defeat to become ten and zero? You might have to take a minute, but here it goes. You rhyming off all of his matches. Ten and zero at WrestleMania. If you want options, you have them. As Jack is going through his mind here, he's starting to count on the fingers. Put the Lego minifigure down so he can count. You can hear him. You can hear the wheels turning. Triple H. He says Triple H. He is incorrect. Flair. Correct. Okay, I was one year off. Nice. How dare you? You say you know wrestling. I think that one of the manias I counted would have been he had off, so I I think it was off a bit. But Opening match of ECW's first pay-per-view, barely legal in 1997. No clue. <laughs> Wait, was it you, Sabu and... You want to guess? RVD? No. So we had Eliminators, Dudley Boys, RVD, Lance Storm, Taz, Candido. I'll do RVD. Uh, all right. You are wrong. It's the Eliminators versus the Dudley Boys. Eliminators were cool. Who did Hulk Hogan face on the first edition of WCW Nitro in 1995? I think I know this. Oh, no, I don't. Options, Taskmaster, Zodiac, Barbarian, Big Bubba. I'll go Zodiac. It's That's my beefcake. guess, too. It's Big Bubba. Oh, uh, Which is Big Boss, Boss Man. Man. Another yeah. buddy of his, I think, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I I'm not sure. I feel like it might be. Could be. And then Beefcake and then also Tenta. <laughs> I feel like you might know this. What was the opening match of the first edition of AEW Dynamite? Oh. Well, it was Cody and Guevara. You are correct. Very good. We got some AEW in here. Who did Ken Shamrock defeat to win the 1998 King of the Ring? Was that Rock? He is one of the options, and you are correct. Yeah. Who was the first person to win the WWE version of the U.S. title when it was reinstated? Uh, Eddie Guerrero. 2003. Don't yeah. even have to finish the question with this guy. Who was the second entry in the 1995 Royal Rumble match? Was is that it, just super hard? Or was must it Bulldog? Be, must be something significant. Why would you know that? Because I feel is that the year? I feel like that's the year that Michaels went the distance. So, but why would that mean that Bulldog would be the second? Um, <laughs> he just. I want to know where your mind was. Works. Uh, bu- that was when um, Bulldog threw him over the top rope at the end because they both uh, lasted the whole match and one foot touched the floor. Right. So he came back in and threw Bulldog out, and Bulldog uh, thought okay. he won. See, now I understand how you yeah. got the Bulldog from there. And I think 1996 was the year he won and then faced Bret Hart and won the title. But I don't think he won. Or, like, I don't think that's the one where he went to the distance, I think. Because this was 95, right? Yeah. So this is the first time he won it. And then he won as he would have faced Diesel when nice. Diesel was champion in the year. That's the same year when uh, Mabel won King of the Ring, by the way. So. Mabel. Shout out King to Mabel. Mabel. Big Daddy V. Sort of a reminder of him on NXT this week a little bit. Quincy? Yeah, a little bit. 
it's like a Mabel slash Gold Dust. Yeah, that, a little bit. I, that, I could see that. Right. Uh, which WWE tag team had the theme song "All American Boys"? I know this. That's the U.S. Express. <laughs> I'm just so your options are Rotunda and Wyndham, Can Am Express. Okay, I'm gonna go U.S. Express because that's Rotunda and Wyndham. Is I it? Think. No, I knew this one. It was the Fabulous Rougeos. Oh. That's why it was so funny because they're like these super French Canadian dudes. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was the name of Coco Beware's bird? Frankie. Nice. He was my favorite wrestler at one point when I was little, 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 little. How many times has Hulk Hogan won the... Or sorry, how many times was he Hulk Hogan Six. the champion? Six is correct. I think it's the same for WWE or WCW, so I can just say six. Who won the third season of NXT, Jack? I don't know. Caitlin, AJ Lee, Naomi, oh, AJ Becky Lee. Lynch. No, Caitlin. What? Really? Caitlin? Oh, I don't think Becky was even in it. Which team won the first season of Mixed Match Challenge that we Wasn't didn't watch? Wasn't it Miz and Asuka? It was Miz and Oscar. Wow. Sure. NXT TakeOver War Games 2. Velveteen Dream dressed up as or reminiscent of. Hollywood Hogan. Correct. Call right. me up, Vince. I think I would have gotten that one, right? Nope. He's been in the news lately, eh? Yep. For recording people in their bathrooms? Possibly. Nice. EC3's saying. Uh, what was the official theme song for the 2003 SummerSlam? Come on. Because I would know that. Uh, let's just say you've got, was it Limp Biscuit, Nelly, Rush, or Metallica? Mogul's Limp Biscuit. That I seems agree. like what they would it do. It wasn't. It was Metallica. <laughs> and that is going to be the last question. So you ended on a miss. Exactly Give you Metallica. As we planned it. Good job. Um, so we will now shift back into just a more less in-depth and a more general sort of what did we like or not like this week in any of the wrestling we saw in what we like to call high spots and rest holds. All right, so this week I watched all of NXT. I watched all of Impact Wrestling, and that was it. So I think you're coming with a couple main roster ones, right? So between the two of us, we'll have those kind of covered off. So my first one is a high spot from NXT. And I guess I sort of am combining two things in here. In ring, the opening tag team match and the main event with Sokoa and Hayes. Neither of them were like amazing, but they were both good matches yeah. that were entertaining. Uh, I probably like the opening match a little bit better. Which one was that? Sorry, the cage? The, yeah, the Pretty Deadly and Creed's in a cage. So Pretty Deadly, honestly, they're not. They're not amazing in the ring. I kind of like them. But actually. they are. I, I remember like I was very much of the opinion because I remember them being like jobbers. So I'm like... right. No, they've improved in the ring, but they're just a great, like, old-school, cowardly heel team, right? Right, Super yes. entertaining, and then perfect for the Creeds to just throw around, right? Which is what the Creeds do really well. Um, and the cage match was a good choice because their cowardly role of, like, Pretty Deadly trying to constantly escape any chance they got because they just want out of this match, right? Made a lot of sense. So I don't know if you saw it, but Julius ended up handcuffed to the cage, and for some reason, nobody else from Diamond Mine, like, came out to help him like i guess it would Where's be Ivy nile uh roddy nobody came out so it was damon kemp came out handcuffed him and he actually like i thought it was setting up some power spot where he like breaks the handcuffs or whatever right but he ended up so brutus went on like a, a heater right at the end but obviously it wasn't enough to take on both pretty deadly so pretty deadly end up retaining here i was a little bit surprised by that like did they get out or did they pin him with the they milk? pinned him they took two spilled milk i think brutus kicked out they of the spilled, first they spilled two milks right he kicked out of the first one i think and then they he was pinned nice. on the, and right. sokoa um i was surprised he was there although technically you spoiled it for me so 
I was surprised in that moment, not when I watched it, because I thought, remember, it said that Wes Lee was going to be taking him on, and I was actually more looking forward to. Uh, I was. I didn't even know that there was. I was more looking forward to that, but anyways, the, the match ended up being um pretty good, right? Hayes is awesome. Sokoa is solid, so they they put on a good match. Um, so that begs the question: Do you think? Is Hayes, I know you don't watch NXT, but do you think Hayes is removed of the title because he's moving up to main roster or maybe just up to NXT title? Which I'm I think hoping, he could go up to the title. I'm hoping that's where he's moving up to, right? Because at some point they got to get it off Braun and send him I, to main I heard roster. Cause, um, you know who's coming because the next week's is taped. Uh, who? So I think Devlin won a match or something. Because I think well, it's Devlin versus Bate, right? Yeah. Tournament contender. Yeah, so after is. the match, uh, Dragunov is back. Oh, cool. So yeah. Um, he'll be out. So that it might be. I think either Hayes gonna get gets thrown in the mix eventually, or he goes up. I would like to see him as a title because I think me too. It it would throw me back to guys like Gargano and Cole having the belt, which is the days of old. So and the, they, or the good old days. And they did actually. If you don't mind, I'll jump to that high spot now because it relates to this. Okay. Is another high spot from NXT for me was Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, they did the beatdown they did of Wesley to get Wesley out of the match. So A, the beatdown looked really good, especially when they're slamming Lee's head in the locker. That looked awesome. And B, it clearly establishes these guys as heels because Hayes has kind of been like more heel for sure, but in, depending on the opponent and the crowd reaction, sometimes he doesn't feel like it, right? So I think this is like we're ruthless heels. So that is better for him to take on Breaker if that's the plan, right? right? So uh, those were a couple high spots I had on NXT so far. Anything you want to jump in? Uh, Russ told from SmackDown, Logan Paul promo. You just made me watch that. I made you watch it. I don't How like it. You? it. I really don't like it. So It's not even like the worst promo I've ever seen. I just, I really hate him. So I thought that that was going to be my reaction when I clicked on it. I figured I was going to be going like, his presentation, like his delivery was pretty good, but he's just not a baby face. But I actually thought both things. Like, I don't think the promo was good, and I don't think he's a I baby didn't, face. And I thought the, crowd the whole doesn't. thing, like one lucky shot's like, that's not uh-huh. It just doesn't but work for the me. The crowd, do- you can tell the and crowd yeah, isn't yeah. comfortable with him the as crowd a baby like, face. Because he's not. He's not. And There's I no hate universe. him. I hate him. Right. And like, I don't want to see him face Reigns in any capacity. I wouldn't even want to see him face Solo Sokoa for that matter. Like, And if they would just lean into what an obnoxious douchebag he is, he could probably be entertaining, to yeah, be honest. I, I don't want to like him, but... There's no way he's a baby face. I will never want him. It's just, I really hated it. But I actually thought, like, his delivery of the promo wasn't good either. It yeah. was kind of, like, miss on both fronts for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I hate how, like, when he punched Sami Zayn, he just, like, dropped him as yes. if he's, like, a shoot fighter. It was, like, like, a little jab. Yeah. And he was down. Really? Because Sami Zayn's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Sami Zayn's when gonna he, I caught his, deliver that. That would be SmackDown. So it was yes. SmackDown I watched last week a little bit. His entrance when he dances with... Like Sami Zayn trying to mimic the Usos stuff when they enter is unbelievably entertaining. Like it's so so good. I love Sami Zayn. Um, so another NXT high spot, quick one. Cora Jade improving? Question mark. I think you even watched it. Yeah, it was okay considering so, how awful she's been. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Right. That it, she got a pr- really lengthy heel promo here. Right. And I would say she's still not great, but like a definite improvement. And that's all you can hope for because she's super young. She's like 20 or 21 or whatever, right? Right. So as long as we're seeing signs of improvement, I think we can be happy about that. She hasn't wrestled in quite a while, so I'm hoping that that area improves too. But this was like, I actually thought parts of this promo were approaching good. Um, Some of it wasn't, but she's definitely getting more comfortable. Maybe being a heel helps her. I don't know, but it was more believable than she usually is. Uh, Your turn. You got anything? Um, Yeah, so... 
Maximum Male Models while doing another modeling thing. And yep. then Braun Strowman comes out and just destroys them and Alpha Academy. Like, great for the tag division. I, right? Like, that's unfortunate. Because Triple H is a tag team guy. Yeah. He I likes know. tag teams. Allegedly. Maybe we just need some better. We need we need to fresh it up. Yes, I agree. I don't, like, Creed's, yes, maybe send, I don't know who else you can send, but they need to fresh it up. Yes, they do. Uh, well, you could send Pretty Deadly, right? They're established. Yeah, that's true. You could, here's an idea. <laughs> Not make the dyad suck. Put them back to the way they were. Oh, if it's Grizzly really Young good. Veterans, send them up, absolutely. They're really they're, good and ready, 100%. Uh, they've been ready. Yep. Uh, rest hold from NXT. Anything involving Lash Legend. This week, she faced Fallon Henley in just like a throwaway match. But the result of it um, was Henley winning in like two minutes. So despite Le- Lash has great size, right? A little bit of charisma. She doesn't seem to be getting any better in ring. And my guess would be that the NXT bosses kind of agree with that because she got killed by Fallon Henley. And I think Fallon Henley has something, but Lash is just not, her in-ring stuff is just not good and it's not getting any better. So they need to pull the plug at some point or just pull her off TV and give her a lot more training and see what happens. Because her even, like her big boot is either looks awesome or terrible. Like there's no in between. Your turn. Um, last one I have is Shotzi helped Raquel with damage control, so she's randomly faced again, and we get another random tag team, with and it's Shotzi. No explanation. Yay. Yep. Nice. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Real upgrade. Another rest hold from NXT for me is the continued treatment or mistreatment of Cameron Grimes. He's now caught between like two ridiculous characters in Joe Gacy and D'Angelo. Uh, so this week, he was tagging with Gacy against his will because he was going to face. Um, D'Angelo and what's his name? Stacks. He was going to face them on his own, and Gacy just came to the ring and ended up actually picking up the win. Uh, Grimes hit his cave in, and then Gacy hit his whatever handspring clothesline finisher thing. The match itself wasn't great, and I just like Graves, Grimes, sorry, performs the heck out of anything you give him, but why? Why does he have to be tangled up with these guys? But I guess with D'Angelo injury, that'll, he'll at least escape that half of it. Um, NXT high spot from commentary. Shocking. Wade Barrett, because I told you that Hank, the security guard, debuted yeah. this year in a pretty lackluster match. But anyways, so Wade Barrett actually explained jobber security guards in a way that made sense. What? So he basically was like, the security guards, because this is a developmental place, right? So a lot of the um, students at the facility, as they're training to be wrestlers, work as security guards. And even further than that, He's saying that when they don't pan out as wrestlers, a lot of them just stay on as security. And I'm like, wow, I really appreciate that simple, realistic explanation of why all of the security look like indie wrestlers, right? Because he's like, they are. We use that they get jobs as security to sort of pay their way through the program, or they're done with the program. Mm-hmm. Walker's the one that's making it right the way up. So he's he the, he actually said in the same little thing that that Walker's one of the ones that wasn't working out in training. So I don't know oh. if that was intentionally part of the story or whatever. How does that work out then? So he's kind of one of the ones that's just working security now, I think is what they're trying to say. But he's Cause, not. Because his whole gimmick is he's not a wrestler. Like he didn't, he came out in jeans and a button-up shirt and like didn't know, quote unquote, how to do anything. Even when it was like, I think it was um, but he got a contract. his opponent wanted the test of strength, I think, or something. And he, and he was like, I don't know what that is kind of thing. Um, he didn't look great, but I'm interested to see what they're doing. Um, high spot for me was JD McDonough. I find he's kind of polarizing, it seems, but 
This one, he was like getting shaved, talking about self care and how important it is while he was getting shaved. And uh, the guy nicks him with the razor. And what I really liked is when he first nicks him, you can see the guy shaving his hands start trembling, like, oh my God, I've like. And I also like because McDonough's not bothered by the pain or the blood because that's sort of the character he's playing. He's bothered by the fact that he expects like perfection out of everything. So that's like he doesn't really care about bleeding and having his neck cut because he's into getting injured and pain. But for him, the fact that this guy made a mistake is so that's why he's so right. And so he's you haven't seen like American Psycho, but it was basically about like, yeah, I know a serial killer who's like super well put together, like in great shape. Probably should watch that. Takes care of his hair and everything. So it's kind of I like it. So I don't know. Other people don't seem to. Excuse me. Switching to impact, I've got a few quick ones, buddy, and then we can move on. Uh, Mike Bailey took on mask, uh, Mascara Dorada in oh, the opener. Oh, apparently he was on Dark. Yeah, he, um, yeah, Dorada was. I saw that too. Yeah. Grand Manalik, baby. So it wasn't a perfect match, but highly entertaining um, title defense for Bailey. And I, like Mike Bailey's the perfect X Division champion, right? If you want to strike, he'll strike. You want to fly, he'll fly. You want to grapple, he'll grapple. Um, it's kind of that every style. Really happy with his run. The really entertaining opener on Impact. Uh, then, so I don't know, I'm kind of cheating here because I don't know whether it's a high spot or a rest hold. I did that before. But it captivated me and I was going to try and find you the segment, uh, and I didn't, but it's the designer. So it's Eric Young is now going by the designer and he has, um, Diener is still with him. So this was like, they're at like an abandoned ranch or something. And he's got a bunch of these guys in, I think, yellow hoodies. And he's like, (laughs) you think yellow, uh, yellow or orange or something green. I don't know. Yeah. Color issues. But, um. So he calls them forward and he says, the first guy, like, what's my name? And the guy goes, Eric Young. And then Diener, like, attacks him and, like, kills him. And he says, the next guy, step forward, take your hood down. What's my name? And the guy's, like, obviously scared. And he's, like, the designer. And that's the right name. And then he asks someone else to come forward. And he goes, what's your name? And the guy gives his real name. And Diener beats the hell out of him. And then the next guy comes forward. He said, what's your name? And he, like, he's trying to say what he, he thinks EY wants him to say, right? So he's, like, the... I am violence. And then he's right. So then they all start saying, I am violence. And then that was so I like really cool, stylishly shot. So he's not Eric Young. That's weird. But it's it's not much of a difference. That's why the jury's still out, right? Like the segment was really slick and well produced and looked cool. But it's like, how much different is it from Violent by Design, which for me got kind of tired by the end of it. But we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I was captivated. Then I think I've decided on a rest hold because it was almost so bad went into good i showed you last night joe henry's debut would you care to run that down for people no (laughs) so there's an old man i believe in joe henry like a old man on his deathbed in a hospital but did you notice the one detail that made me laugh you know the machine that like gives the heart rate and it was an ipad oh yeah (laughs) but anyways so this old older guy is i guess on his deathbed or in a coma in the hospital and his family's all sad and whatever and what did they say He's trying to say a name or something because yeah. he's trying to... And then Joe Hendry bursts in. And, and it, bursts in the song. And it's like a musical breaks out and he's like a motivational speaker. And I the genuinely guy, did not understand what his gimmick the was. The guy on the deathbed is like high-fiving and it was turned like super cheesy comedy, right? I have no idea what it was supposed to be. So it's he's so it ended with he's here to motivate the impact roster. So I think he's like a motivational speaker. I did not get it. But it was bizarre. It was it was way out there. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I think of it. But uh and then my last one, my it's a high spot. It Jordan Grace segment. It's not so much the quality of the segment itself, 
but it's the reveal, like you told me as well ahead of this, that Jordan Grace will be facing Max the Impaler in a Pick Your Poison match that was chosen by Masha Slamovich, right? So yes. I just think Max the Impaler is super cool, and I'm a big fan of Jordan Grace, so I really look forward to that match. I haven't seen a ton of Max the Impaler lately, so I just uh, think that that's a fantastic character, so I'm looking forward to that match. And that is all. I- Impact has been pretty solid show when I check it out. Um, They've kind of got away from the comedy, although there was a Johnny Swinger. His new comedy partner is Zicky Dice. Um, but it right. wasn't as offensive as like... Swinger's Palace. And Wrestle House. Wrestle House. Right. So uh, overall, it's been a pretty entertaining show. Uh, that's it for me. I think you're tapped out as well. Yes. So we will head into our final segment of the week. That's where Jack will take a minute to talk about any updates from the world of wrestling figures in what we call figuring it out. Um, so AEW and Rival 11 went up for pre-order, which has got Jungle Boy in like this kind of purplish gear. Yep. Um, Darby Allen in like the green pants with the half sting face paint. It's a full face paint Darby, which is interesting. So is it your least favorite Darby Allen because it involves an homage to sting on That's it? That's true. <laughs> uh, the inmate Jericho from Blood and Guts, uh, Penelope Ford, Kip Sabian, and Adam Cole. Wait, is it Kip Sabian in with the box gimmick? No, it's, it's old, old Kip, Kip Sabian. Sabian. Okay. Super bad. So she's still super bad, but it's, he's not. It's weird. It is weird. Um, but so that's cool. I think those are up for pre-order now. I'll probably get those eventually because it's Adam Cole and Kip Sabian. Right. And Darby Allen. I'll get most of That's I'll a hot get, series for you. I'll try to get all the Darby Allens because the Darby Allens are nice. He's very toyetic with all the face paint. Very stuff. toyetic. Yeah, that's the term. That's a term? For yeah. real? No, like, you like didn't he just makes for good figures. No. Like, okay. they, like Rey Mysterio is that kind of guy. Um. Like lends itself to lends itself cool really toys. well to. Yeah, all right. I would say Rollins is That's generally funny. toyetic. Um. So then you have uh new mock images for Elite ninety seven, which is just in packaging. So you have Ronda Rousey in the all black from Royal Rumble this year. Um. Omos, looking like Omos, doing Omos things. He should be more expensive because you have to use so much more materials to make them, right? He's just like I don't know, he's just got like a really big torso. Yeah, and the belts are dull now. Like literally, someone commented, "Why the belt's coming dull?" Which is weird. like I remember thinking that about the old basic figures, right? How the big like the the belts were like very. For some not, reason, the tag tiles are like that now. And this is an not elite. shiny. That's, yeah, they did that for basics, which that I understand. Right. They don't think they do that as much now. But, but they're just significantly worse looking. Yeah. Then you have Sheamus with like the big coat, the hat, and the protective mask. Oh, yeah. Um, you can put on Ricochet if you want. Right. Yeah, he steals it. Yeah. It leads to a match. Uh, then you have Chainsaw Charlie. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, He's got like a Terry Funk head, too. So it's got a Chainsaw Charlie head with the pantyhose on it or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then the he's got like the white crap on his torso. Or he's got a yellow chainsaw and he's got a Terry Funk head, Middle-aged too. and crazy. Yep. Despite being like 60 or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think that's quite middle-aged. Then you got King Woods in the white gear and King Woods in the red gears. You got Chase Ray and then Alexa Bliss with Lily. So that's gross. Oh, the doll made it in, eh? Yep. I heard that they actually sell a fair number of those and that's why they won't get rid of it. Because it's a merch mover. Gross. You want one for your birthday, bud, for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely. Anything else? Nope. All right, that's it. That is a... If we say it's a beefy episode, what's the opposite of that? A skinny episode? Not much meat on its bones. So for us, this is short. I kind of like this. This is my goal, the 130 to 145 range. So I kind of like this. We're at 135 about right now. So 
Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We thank you for taking any time out of your week to listen to us talk about wrestling. I don't think there's any special episodes coming up. No uh, big pay-per-views this weekend or anything. Uh-uh. As you yawn. But we will definitely be back next Saturday for episode 114. Love to hear from any of you. You can either comment on whatever platform you're listening. You can email me at fnswrestling at gmail.com. You can reach out to Jack on our Instagram page, which is FNS underscore wrestling underscore podcast. Um, love any feedback, any comments. It's my favorite. Is no matter how personal or hurtful it is. I love getting a comment from someone I've never heard from before just to be like, oh, yeah, there are people actually listening to this, which is cool. Don't know why you would, but appreciate that you do. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That should be our slogan. Don't know why you'd listen, but appreciate that you do. Yep. Uh, so have a great week, everybody. We'll see you uh, back here next Saturday. And until then, take care. <laughs>